Good evening, everybody, and I'm back. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And in case you guys couldn't tell by the uh, title of this video, and by me saying that I'm back, and by the general air of happiness in my voice, um, I have actually returned. Not from the dead. Nope, nope, from the South Pole. Yes. Um, I am going to preface this entire uh, situation uh, to you, Britton. Yeah. Uh, and to anybody else who might have any questions to say that there is actually a very, very thorny legal battle I would have to go through in order to ask or answer any specific questions about the South Pole uh, to uh, any media organization. And that does include podcasts. We had meetings about this. Oh, really? Even even to include podcasts? Including podcasts. They huh. were very specific about it. Uh, HR... Is like, all right, if you really get onto doing an interview about the South Pole, you're going to have to answer, you know, come to us. We'll tell you what questions you can and cannot answer. Uh. So I'm just going to avoid all that and say that uh, I'm not going to go into specifics today about the South Pole. We're going to talk about a dinosaur tale. So all that stuff you were saying about aliens, we can't talk about. No, we can't talk about it here officially. All right. Um, that actually might get me in trouble. <laughs> what, just saying the aliens I thing? don't think it will, yeah, no. But, um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we decided to watch We're Back, which is, I picked it because it's a very, very uh, clever title. For, very, very topical. Yeah, for us, for us coming back. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know what? I ha I've waited almost a year to say <laughs> this. Let's get started. I have nothing to say about this movie. Yeah, it sucked. It, yeah, it it's bad. over. <laughs> yeah. Podcast over. <laughs> so, Britain, yes. tell us in your words... What the plot of this wonderful, fantastic movie was about? Uh, I'll do my best. It was not very focused. Uh huh. Uh, I will say. Uh, so the movie takes place. I think it starts out uh, like in prehistoric times. Yeah. Billions and billions of. Well, I mean, not that far. Well, but at least, at hundreds least of millions of years. Dozens of millions, and uh, at least three years ago. At least, at the very minimum, without going over. Mm -hmm. So the movie takes place in, I'm presuming, prehistoric New York, not unlike the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Uh, and there's a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex kind of just eating things and kind of running amok. And the there all of a sudden there's this weird, almost steampunk-like airship that descends upon it and steals these dinosaurs. So these dinosaurs are just being dinosaurs back in old dinosaur days and... Yeah. Aliens or whoever. Yeah, for all. Well, well, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, but basically, a a, a sky Titanic comes yeah. out and abducts them. Yeah, yeah, and for all the dinosaurs know they're aliens. They've never seen these hairy ape creatures. The funny thing is, uh, is right after that, what I'm sure you're going to say is they, you know, they, they they give a cereal to the dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Wait, which? Well, it did make me wonder if they're going to. If it was initially supposed to be a tie-in, hmm, like a dinosaur like, cereal, like some kind of dinosaur cereal, cereal, or if it was supposed to be some kind of product placement that like, fell through, like we're backos, you yeah, know? <laughs> or Urkelos. Oh yes, Urkelos. That would have made them smarter. I mean, it actually would have. Yeah, Urkel. It was yeah. strawberry and banana. <laughs> actually, was Urkel around in '93? Yeah. Yeah, he had yeah. to have been. He was a king in '93. <laughs> he was running the schoolyards in '93. He lost his crown in '97. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how far Urkel went. What? Like, when did Urkel go from? Uh, me? We're gonna I, get to back to it. Yeah. Back. Well, there's not much to discuss, but yeah. 
So when did Urkel go from, uh, like, the height of his popularity to people saying, we're tired of this fucking so, guy? And I mean, like, the entire world just got tired of his shit. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, it has to be sometime around... Uh, that, that's tough because... Yeah, sometime, I, I want to say around Spongebob. I think yeah, it's I think before then. You think, you think, I think someone, that, something else stole his thunder? I think that Urkel was popular for a while, yeah. and then, like, maybe within a year, whoever, everyone who mattered was like, I'm tired of this guy. <laughs> and everyone who didn't, like us dumb kids, well, yeah. kept him limping along until he wound up in space. That was in the, mm. I think, like, the series finale was Urkel went to space and then came back home and plowed Laura. <laughs> well, he got married to her. <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh... Anyway, so Urkel, I think, was dead well before Urkel knew he was dead. But that's well, not yeah. what we're talking about here. We're talking about dinosaurs. So, yeah. It kind of seems weird that they brought these dinosaurs up onto their ship and fed them... Hot dogs. Cereal. Well, yeah, I guess they... Without their permission, they were just like, Ah, uh, you six, yeah, or you four. You're going to be changed forever now. So, it, it also has some far-reaching uh, implications about the timeline. Like, the... the Because he steals the dinosaurs and goes to the far future of modern, I guess, 1993 Manhattan. Yeah. And, uh... It's normal. It's like nothing really has changed, so... Presumably, full of shit. Well, it's either that or presumably, <laughs> uh, whatever that guy did back in time led us to modern day. I actually think it's more like, uh, more like the Orville or the uh, the the Sound of Thunder, where yeah. those dinosaurs were minutes away from dying. So he he knew. Oh, we did establish that this character is pretty much God. Yes, that's it something is, I wanted to get into. Is there is a very Heavily theolo uh, theo theolo theologian. There's a heavy theological. Yeah, a theological kind of uh, character, you know, about this guy. Like, yeah, uh, he is. They don't outright say this is God. It's just I think we said it was Walter Cronkite. We found out. Yeah, it was Walter Cronkite who was the voice. of What was his name? Good Eyes. It was Professor it, Good it was, Eyes. It was New Eyes. New think, Eyes, or something. And he had a device which not not only could he evolve characters yeah kind of, you know with his will with the cereal but uh, yeah it's kind of weird that, that this deity is like I found a, a serum to make people evolve and be smarter oh, but the delivery but method is delicious huh listen do you want to be evolved yes then you have to eat the cereal what cereal do you think it is well I think you already said Urkelos but uh, I think yeah, it's like, like Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's something that that doesn't taste good unless you add a crap load of sugar to it. <laughs> it's like uh, it, it, it's, it's like it's like total. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, uh, total or special K. Oh, it's a Mucilex or, or that, Mucilex. There's that there's that German like fiber cereal. It's like Mucix Mucinix or something weird like that. It's got like a what? real. This is a real thing. Huh. It's like yeah. Mulex. It's got a really unappealing name. Oh, yeah. It, it's just... It, it's an industrial-sounding name. Like, we never... Like Hydrox cookies. Like, I... Yes. We had it down at the pole, and, uh... I, I guess I can't tell you that. <laughs> can't tell you what cereals we had. <laughs> that's... That's that's classified. That's top classified secret. Like, you know, for... Like, 
for all you know, you could have been eating the dinosaur cereal. <laughs> that's why- that's why I made us all smarter doing mm -hmm. our alien stuff. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, uh, yeah, it's probably some shitty cereal that yeah. nobody wants to eat. It's like, like guys, it, come on, it evolves you. Like yeah. he, he had all this cereal because it was out of date and had to buy the boxes back. <laughs> so he's like, oh, might as well go back in time and- and it off to people when it wasn't expired. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't work either. Well, yeah, I guess if you're in a time machine, you can just do that. But all right, so here's the th question about that. Yeah, the cereal was presumably expired by the time it got onto his time machine. Correct. Even though he went back before the sell-by date. Yeah. Like overshot that by a couple of million years. Yeah. Um. It's still expired, right? Yeah, it's still expired. The the food aged. It's either that or there was a massive recall. Like a lot of children died. Like uh, apparently, the final evolution is uh, is the great hereafter. <laughs> the final evolution is the xenomorph. <laughs> and uh, like yeah, it's like the the litigation is horrible. So he. He's hiding the evidence by going back in time and feeding it to dinosaurs. Dumping it in the past. And lo and behold, for some reason, the uh, the biology of the dinosaurs, it just works. Yeah, it, makes like, oh. them, it makes them smart, and they talk. I was actually going to go a different route where it turns out that the cereal uh, being fed to all these dinosaurs is what leads to uh, fossil fuel. <laughs> I know it's like plants and stuff <laughs> like that, like more organic stuff. Well, I, I think it, if I recall, it's more... Uh, fossil fuels is more the, like, the algae okay. and stuff like that. But it'd be uh, a lot funnier if this is what yeah. makes, you know, like, huh, well, I created one problem in the 20th century, but I got rid of my expired <laughs> cereal problem. Well, so if we look at the, the, the strata of the rock here, uh, we can definitely tell that after you came in, mm -hmm. that's when this fossil fuel started appearing. <laughs> around the same time, we find these petrified uh, cardboard boxes of your cereal. Uh, th that's just more evidence for them. Yeah. In the <laughs> like he's really he's he's not even good at uh, hiding his own cereal. He just dumps the boxes and didn't <laughs> think they would uh, people would find them. Honestly, I thought they would decompose. I, I really thought if they didn't decompose, uh, that plate tectonics would uh, <laughs> swallow it up. Like let's be honest here, this is cardboard that survived millions and millions of years. Like, who here thought cardboard could do that? Yeah, I knew that. Uh, okay, Ron knew that. He kept on telling me, but millions of years, Ron, it's cardboard. Yeah, but it's it's mostly plastic. Oh my gosh, all right, fine. Oh, you and your plastic. He's, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna take this all back, deposit it back in time again. It's gotta decompose by then. It just keeps on doubling. So, so he's, he's back in time dumping the cereal and then a future version of him is also back in time, dumping the same cereal a dumping second the time. exact same cereal a second time, hoping it decomposes. And it actually increases the amount of fossil fuel so that by the 21st century, we are just bursting at the gills yep. with fossil fuel. And, uh... But he just keeps on getting more and more litigation. He's <laughs> like, I, I swear future Congress is up my ass about this. <laughs> like, he could just hide back in the past, but yeah. all his stuff's in the future. Like, he could have just dumped it off in, like, the 1930s when they didn't really regulate anything. But nope. Or, or the 1800s. He wanted like, to go the dinosaur route. It, it each box is a free bottle of laudanum. Oh, jeez. 
Every every time he does this, the uh, the amount of fuel that we have at the ready increases by six percent. Like, but it uh, it also adds more evidence to his growing trial. And with every time he comes back from the future, there's that much many more parts per million of carbon dioxide in the <laughs> atmosphere. Like it's like it's not dangerous at first, but it becomes more and more alarming with each trip he takes. So he just kind of like. All right, so either I face up, go and do this trial without adding more evidence, <laughs> or I can try one more time <laughs> with my time machine. And uh, uh -huh. there, there comes a point where he comes, where he comes back to the, you know, to the 21st century, and it's just every everything is just smog wasteland. Yeah, nothing is alive, and he just kind of, well, there goes, <laughs> there goes the case. Yeah. Uh, who, who, and the the guy who said the the cardboard is plastic, like he's like, we just you know dump it in the sun. Yeah, well it doesn't matter. Then they have to wait a couple hundred million years, but life forms again. Yeah, and he doesn't have to worry about the problems that the cereal caused. So uh, let's take this to the logical conclusion that we we know we're going with this, where there's too much matter now. <laughs> It, I wasn't going that rapid, okay. I, like, it, it, it's gonna be a problem. It's like, uh, 2010, uh, where the Jupiter just adds more and more to Yeah, the because, because the way he does is, when he, you know, when he dumps off the cereal, it's double the previous yep. one. And it's just an exponential drop-off. Yes. Eventually, there is gonna be a... A second lunar cereal moon. <laughs> there is going to be a point where the mass of the Earth is more cereal than actual <laughs> Earth. Like the uh, the, the atmosphere is going to be at least seventy percent fiber at some point. <laughs> I want to say that this is like we are so sidetracked. This is only ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, like you. Like I know we 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 pretty much off the bat just derailed this, but there's really nothing else to this movie. Like, as the movie progresses, these dinosaurs, because, because, uh, Walter Cronkite just has yeah. a machine, a radio, that can just read wishes, yeah. and turn them into bubbles, and, and, which is kind of a mean thing for a deity to do, like, oh, look at all these prayers I get, look, I can decorate the house with all these bubbles. Well, we did use our own form of, like, lawyer speak to determine that, uh, oh, yeah, that's that, right. that, uh, a prayer's a wish. Uh, prayers are just deity wishes. <laughs> and, and so Walter Cronkite is just this, uh, this Colonel Sanders looking guy who's also a god. Yeah. And he can listen to people's wishes and he decides, oh, these kids want dinosaurs in the 1993. Well, all right. Uh, to hell with the consequences. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to the radio from Darfur, but I am going to have dinosaurs in Manhattan. <laughs> and, uh,. So yeah, that, that's the plot of the movie. The dinosaurs come back to 1993, New York. They meet a couple of kids, and it goes the logical route you think it's going to go. The kids try to join a devil circus with blood, yeah. and the dinosaurs join the circus instead, and yeah, God pop, comes and kills the devil. Pop, they pop some pills, get angry, and then uh, the the power of friendship heals them. Yeah, and and then uh, uh, the crows come and eat Satan. Yeah, and. Uh, Walter Cronkite comes back because he's like, all right, uh, Lisa Simpson, yeah. uh, she she wished for no bad to happen, yeah. and that meant me coming here. So I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit high <laughs> when I went to get these dinosaurs and listened to the radio of wishes. <laughs> I've sobered up, 
and think it's about time to bring things back to where they go. Like, oh, so you're sending the dinosaurs back? Well, no, 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 no. That uh, I'm play golf. That that uh, you know, that page is turned. <laughs> Listen, I may have been high when I did things, but I also consider myself infallible. <laughs> Like, every th decision I make is the right decision, regardless of whether or not it's bad. Yeah. So me coming here to, to, uh, have crows eat Satan, um, is basically, uh, just, uh, just my way of, uh, putting right what I didn't put wrong to begin with, but felt could have been better. Look, it was always gonna happen. It just, I chose now. You don't need to know why. My, the routes I take are circuitous, but, uh, they make sense. <laughs> It all goes to the right place at the end. <laughs> everything, everything comes out in the wash. That's the way I describe it. And uh, so, so your your evil Satan-like brother uh, forcing children to sign a contract despite them not being uh, of the age to consent to any kind of legality uh, in exchange for uh, them. Uh, turning to chimps, mm -hmm. and then the dinosaurs feeling bad, mm -hmm. and going to the show, mm -hmm. and to become to pop some pills and mm -hmm. become evil again, mm -hmm. uh, for God to show up mm -hmm. and yep. uh, mm -hmm. save the day. Yep, yep, that was all the plan. All every bit of it was the plan. I tell you, I happy endings, right? <laughs> Am uh, I right? There was a happy ending. I, I guess. Like it, the the funny thing about the movie is that all the uh, all the happy endings were kind of, you know, uh, happened off camera. Yeah, that's true. Like, we don't even know if this is real because um, this whole movie is, like, wrapped around a story that John Goodman Dinosaur, uh, I think his name is Rex, yeah. um, he is telling this story to a bird who wants to run away from home. So there's a very good chance that none of this happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for all we know, it's one of those people in those inflatable T-Rex suits <laughs> that's just playing golf at some point. Like, which and nowadays talking, is and, very possible. Yeah, and he's talking to birds. Maybe this guy's just a menace. Maybe it's Walter Cronkite in the suit, and he's like, just telling the story about how good he is. Oh no, Walter's off his meds again. I'm wearing a dinosaur suit and I'm playing golf because I want to tell you how I'm God. <laughs> oh, jeez. <All> yeah. right. <laughs> Get him his meds. So, I was in my time machine uh -huh. having the T-Rex eat my cereal. Yes. When I have him uh, turn smart and join the other dinosaurs to eat hot dogs. Then I turn on my bubble radio, which is really wishes. And then I <laughs> uh, brought the dinosaurs to Manhattan Yep. and showed them to some kids and fought my evil brother named Screw Eyes. Who had a screw in his eye, and then the crows ate him after turning the kids into chimps. <laughs> All right, Walter, it's time to come back. Oh, are you taking me back to the dinosaurs? Yes, Walter, we're taking you back to the dinosaurs. Just step in the van. Come, come. <laughs> Were they giving him the I, chair? I guess they executed him in my version. This guy it was, is. It was Texas. Ah. Uh, yes. <clears throat> that Manhattan, Texas. Yep. <laughs> you laugh, but there's a Paris, Texas. Why not Manhattan, Texas? Damn me to hell. Is anybody, anybody listening? Do you know if there's a Manhattan, Texas? Do you live in Texas? I mean, there could be a Manhattan, PA, I, I wouldn't know. Or yeah. Manhattan, uh, Colorado, because that's where I live right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wouldn't know. Definitely not the first thing I said. <laughs> uh, the one the one thing from this movie that was kind of funny is just how New York 
a lot of these people's reaction were to the dinosaurs. Yeah, they were just kind of like, Hey, uh, it's a dinosaur in the middle of the road. I'm trying to get to work. Like, get out of the road. Come on, you stupid. <laughs> Lousy dinosaurs. And, and well, uh, in 1993, I kind of believe that uh, that, that's a bit of an exaggeration towards not just New Yorkers, but just Americans in general. Mm -hmm. uh, 2022 <laughs> Americans would definitely be like that. Like, look, I have so much shit on my plate. I don't need dinosaurs <laughs> taking up traffic and getting making me late to work and getting written up. See, we actually talked about this at the be kind of at the beginning of the movie, and uh, yeah, this is something that we're probably gonna end up losing the rest of the podcast, too. But, um... <laughs> so, in the beginning of the movie, they were looking out over the, uh, over New York from the spaceship, and yeah, they course. were smart. Yeah, that, that happened. And we were joking, what if one of the dinosaurs fell out, like the T-Rex, what if it just fell out, landed in the middle of a building in New York City? Like, yeah. what would happen? We, we can ignore the smart, uh, the smart serial stuff in the spaceships. Yeah. What if... New York City, a dinosaur, a fucking T-Rex just lands in the middle of a building. What happens from there? Well, uh, th this takes a little bit of setting up because uh, the one thing we have to explain is that uh, uh, New Eyes, or, or God, Walter Cronkite, uh, he didn't set the dinosaurs down in Manhattan. Uh, he was hovering over the Hudson and just kicked him out and, and gave him parachutes. Yeah, I was gonna say, he gave him parachutes. And, uh, and yeah, here's- I don't know what would happen. Would it be like a King Kong scenario? Where everyone kind of just gathers around it and stares? See, I, I think there's actually, like, I'm gonna go very deep into what I think these right. steps are going to be. If, uh, we're just gonna pick a, um, a random supermarket. We'll say, uh... Uh... uh Aldi's. Aldi's, okay. So, in Aldi's in Manhattan, alright? Um, if this exists, is going about their normal business when, all of a sudden, at 12.04 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Eastern Time. Eastern Standard Time, a Tyrannosaurus drops through the roof, lands in the middle of a area, which at the moment was thankfully not, uh, was not busy. Not heavily populated. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say no casualties. No casualties? No, not even an injury? No, no injuries, no casualties, you know, just a few people shooken up. So maybe it was at like 3 in the morning. Well, I want there to be people. Okay. Uh, it's just... For, right, look, it's luck. A dinosaur falls somewhere in Manhattan. There's going to be people eventually. I know, I know. We'll add that part. We're going <laughs> to add that part later. I just want to do, you know, bare basic. There's right. people around, but no injuries. Um, All right. Uh, dinosaur falls through. Uh, within, I'm going to say within the first five seconds, there's going to be cameras out, people taking pictures. Obviously. Okay, so this is 2022. 2022. Okay. Uh, people taking pictures, and I'm going to say within maybe two minutes, uh, a call to the authorities is made. Okay. Now we have to determine what happens uh, once the authorities are called and they get and they and they're they're brief like, listen, I'm not joking. There's a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the middle of our yeah. Aldi's. Is it uh, fake? No, it is a real animal that is now dead. Blood everywhere. So the the first, so it's not going to be a situation where the government's going to kind of come in and sweep everything under the carpet. By the time they get there, there's already several thousand selfies posted oh, yeah. to yeah, to yeah. social media. There's a YouTube page dedicated by the time <laughs> they get there to T Rex and Aldi's. Like the T Rex has its own, has its own Twitter account now. Yeah, the Aldi's T Rex. Yeah, and yeah, it's dead probably, but. Yeah. Uh, 
people are, you know, let's not go that route. Let's no casualties. It's still alive, breathing, just knocked out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's just, or maybe it's just lying there struggling because yeah. the atmosphere is is less dense. And than yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the authorities get here after they're like, all right, really a T Rex? Yes, it's a fucking T Rex. I am sending you a video, cops. Oh shit, that's a T Rex. Yeah. Come down. Um, do, you, do you think at first they send animal control with like those little loops at the end of sticks with dog for the dogs? Well, here's the thing. I think they don't know what to send at first, so they send everything. They send the firefighters. They send cops. They send animal control. They send ambulances. They even send a few judges. <laughs> I don't know what they sent us here for. Hey, I'm just uh, glad. Listen, I'm glad there's judges on the ground. Uh, two weeks community service? <laughs> no, no, just hold, hold on. Uh, we have okay. to terminate. Look, I, I'm, I'm out of my element. Okay, we just wanted judges here. All right. Uh, yeah, I think animal control is actually probably going to be a thing that attempts to do something first. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get their big sticks, and it's like, I imagine just go. Now, imagine also that these are uh, T Rexes that. You know that we think are T Rexes, not real T Rexes. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? They're not. They're not feathery T Rexes. Okay, so they're they're still the T Rexes that we thought they how they looked. You know, yeah, back in the day. Like this is a dinosaur, not a giant chicken kind of thing. Okay. All right. So I imagine they're trying to get the the little loops around the snout, and it's just not working. <laughs> they're like, we are we don't have loops big enough for this. Yeah, I I, I imagine they. Try uh, just trying to loop the T Rex kind of bugs it and annoys it to the point where it starts like maybe flailing. Okay. And uh, they 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 trank it. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> too much. Well, unfortunately, uh, the biochemistry of a T Rex is a lot different than a lot of modern animals, and it just poisons it. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is like a choose-your-own-adventure. We've okay. reached two points where the, the, the T-Rex has died. Uh, maybe we can have a happy <laughs> ending for this. All right. So um, there's a part of me that wonders or that, that thinks that maybe they can get the loop around the neck. And then what? <laughs> uh, uh, come on. <laughs> like, they're not going to be able to get that thing out. I, I, I think they just eventually uh, choose to break open the roof of the... Of the Aldis and airlift uh, it, maybe airlift it or or uh, get a crane to put it on a flatbed. Uh, there's a there's a part of me that wonders if uh, like if they're gonna use the same protocol as like a beached whale. Like, hopefully it's not like the the beached whale from the 70s where they dynamited it, blew it up, <laughs> and just viscera rains down on Lower Manhattan. That is a that. I guess that's three. Number three of <laughs> we've killed this dinosaur three times. So um, maybe they maybe they come in like they do whatever they do for beached whales, where they you know like actually I don't know what they do with beached whales. Uh, they whales. push them back in. Okay, so I guess they can't really do that. They, maybe they're just trying to push it out of the Aldis and then deal with it. Like all right, step one, we gotta get this thing out of the Aldis. This place is losing money by the minute here. Uh, I, 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 they maybe maybe they lure it out with snossages. <laughs> How's it get through the door? Like Ding. Herman Munster. Ding. Get scared of the door opening and closing. <laughs> that, that's it sniffing the door and trying to get through. Yeah, just and then just 
breaking through. <laughs> it roars, it, breaks through. It, 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 I don't even think it roars and breaks through. I think it just me meanders outside and walks through the door like Homer Simpson in Japan when he walks oh. through the paper wall. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of kind of lean against the door and then just crumble through. And then yeah, that works too. Then the uh, now it's out in the streets. Um, I can do a number four where the authorities see it, uh, and they treat it like a, any other wild animal. Would shoot it? Yeah, they just shoot it. I, I wouldn't do anything. Like I, I, I what they have? Not, I think most cops have like nine millimeter bullets in their. Guns. So you think they might have to call SWAT in? <laughs> I, they're they're if they're looking to down a dinosaur, I think they're going to need more than handguns. Like. Now I'm imagining, I don't know if this is a true thing or not. Yeah. But I'm imagining that New York City has allocated in its budget in a certain very, very, very splinter group. Like, it's, it's earmarked, earmarked yeah. stuff. And it is dedicated, they have a, a group on standby for, like, Godzilla-related events. Yeah. Like, kaiju events. Like, I know... We said that we probably wouldn't need this, but we do have it in the budget. Like, there, there's some crazy New York senator that sponsored the bill that was like, I told you, I told you we'd be needing this at some point and you didn't listen to me. No, we listened to you, we have it in our budget. So. Yeah, but you laughed. So, I feel vindicated, but I also was hurt. <laughs> Like, cause I imagine they have, like, Godzilla-level weapons, like the X-1 yeah. from the Godzilla movie. You know, just coming in and, like, when are we ever going to get an opportunity? Like, for- they- they never really used it, like, a lot of times they'll cover it in felt or blankets for, you know, the parades floats. <laughs> and then just drive it down the road, and they hate it cause it's cramped. <laughs> but now they actually get to use it, so- For its intended purpose. So they- they- they blast. The, uh, the dinosaur, I think. You think they just blow him up? I think there is a part, there, there's an ending, <laughs> a number five ending, where they just come in with this stuff and are like, Alright, guys, shoot him. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, now that I think about it, there is no happy ending for this dinosaur. There, there's not a... You don't bring a giant monster back from time and hope a, humanity adapts to it. Like, best case scenario, he is in a zoo. <laughs> Like, yeah. in a zoo that he doesn't fit. Like, you, you think about it this way, we kill animals that belong in this timeline. <laughs> like, what well, we're gonna- we're gonna just ignore this one that doesn't? So, like, best case scenario, he's in a zoo, he's not golfing. Yeah. Yeah, I- I- actually, I think he's, like, either way, dead or alive, whatever's gonna happen to him is gonna involve him on a big slab being dissected. Yes, yeah, okay. Um... So, that's number six and seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think best case, be, uh, other than Zoo, um, yeah. see now I, I'm, we're getting into the, the, the legal battles where there's a group that wants to protect this. <laughs> so, so we, we established in this movie that these dinosaurs can talk, and, and they're sentient creatures, so... I, is it just gonna be like this, one of these Supreme, supreme Court battles where uh, these dinosaurs are trying to, uh, get their U.S. citizenship. Alright, so we're gonna get into that. Um, I was actually just thinking this is a big, dumb dinosaur gets dropped uh, in the middle of the street. Yeah. Uh, or in the middle of an Aldi's. Okay, okay. And, uh, there's, of course, like, a group that wants to protect and everything. Yeah. But, I do kind of like your idea of, um, these, these dinosaurs wanting to get a, 
citizenship when they were born, like, millions of years before the country. Like, in this very spot. Yeah. Like, like, hey, we were, we were New Yorkers before there was a New York. Like, no, there wasn't even a continent the same way that it is now. You have no rights. By the- when I was born, this was all ocean. Yeah. When- when you were born, uh, there was- there was no language. <laughs> you do not get rights. So, stenographer, read it back- read back the minutes to me. <sighs> so... The dinosaur said, uh, he was back in time, mm -hmm. uh, a sky god came down, fed him cereal and hot dogs, and brought him back. Judge, what do you say? Uh, time serve community service. No, no, Judge. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't know what to do. Who elects these judges? You do! Ah, <laughs> uh, you're right. I did vote for him. <laughs> yeah, he, he had some good points. Listen, you can't judge... Well, a judge, I guess. You, you can't base it a judge's entire career based off the dinosaur incident. <laughs> yeah, like, no, in the judge's defense, it is unprecedented. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what to do, he's just defaulting. Alright. Community- and... You know, he's he's a big dinosaur, he can do an, you know, two hours of community service <laughs> I, in ten minutes. I like how they're- they're trying to push the community service route with the with the dinosaur. Like, listen, I, the judge said time served community service. Let's explore this option. Like, I, I imagine there's like some wormy advisor. Like, sir, it's an election year. Hmm. We need you, you know, and you you're need to look tough on crime. Tough on crime, but compassionate. Tough on dinosaurs. Like, that would actually- do you think that the judge- we're gonna call him, uh, like, Judge Dino. Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. <laughs> do you think that they would- that Judge Reinhold is yeah. going to, uh, like, put that in his campaign commercials? Like, Judge Reinhold even had the nerve- or even had the courage to sentence the- the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's either gonna be that, or, uh, the dinosaur is gonna be part of the campaign commercial. I came here with nothing. And he hey. sentenced me to time served and community service. But doing my part for the country really brought me, you know, brought me together to learn American values. <laughs> I like to think that the uh, the dinosaur is going to run on the other way. He, he's the opposing judge. Like you can't run. You're not a citizen. Like I, I don't think you have to be a citizen to be a judge, do you? I, I don't think you can take part in any election. Uh, or hold any office unless oh, you're- yeah, Oh, you can, that's yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of congressmen. Schwarzenegger did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my go-to. No, yeah. Like, he could've, uh... But could he have run for judge? I would like to think so. I, as far as I know, the U.S. President, uh, maybe- maybe Supreme Court justices, uh, can't- like, maybe- maybe the highest uh, levels of American office doesn't it doesn't allow for foreigners, but but the comptroller, you know, yeah, the dinosaur can be that all he wants. Uh, but you know, I, I think we've established he's a citizen. The the judge or the uh, the, the dinosaur? He's been nope, there nope. for he we we're in the middle of this legal battle. Is he a citizen because he was born before there was a continent or country? Uh, yeah, that that is, yeah, that's tough. Hey, if you elect me, I will I will enact Rex's law. And I will. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good for yeah, Rex's law. law. What? what, what that was he, his name? Yeah. Well, what did he do that that made that made Rex's law a thing? Um. Well, I'm just gonna go a very safe route and say that it was based on his citizenship ideas. Yeah. Uh, can dinosaurs be citizens? 
I, but I also think that uh, that uh, poisoning the cereal. Okay. I, I was gonna go with the Ghostbusters route where he stepped on a church. Do you think that there's uh, that there are in the the universe of the Ghostbusters? Do you think that there were laws passed bearing their names uh, by part two? Oh yeah. So there, oh yeah. You think there was a Ghostbusters law? Uh, the, uh, I think there was a uh, a Venkman's law at least. Like, <laughs> it'd be funny if it was Egon's law. <laughs> There's only been one Egon in the history of the world, and he got uh, a law named after him. And it, it, it's less about ghosts and more about sexual misconduct yeah. in in, a, in academia. Like, I, I like. <laughs> I think if there is a sexual ghost law, it would probably have to be Ray's law. Why? Uh, because of the ghost blowjob thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I as far as I guess it was a dream. Yeah, it was a dream, and I think I think didn't we kind of discover that Egon's might, might be like the closet perv? I mean, it's always the quiet woods. Yeah. Um, because he was sleeping with the slime. Yeah. I I, I like to think that. Uh, I like to think this is a little off topic, but I like to okay. think that. Ray stance from the Ghostbusters, like in the off time, yeah. right, he probably writes like books about it. Like about erotic ghost fan fiction. I think I think it started off as normal, then it went to erotic. Like <laughs> I think it started off like my life as a Ghostbuster, a Ray stance tell all, and it's like him on the cover in like you know sitting on a chair, just like you know a very very simple pose for the cover of a book, and it didn't sell at all. Um, <laughs> And so he had to go to erotic, like, My Erotic Life, yeah. uh, you know, by Ray Stance, where he was talking about banging the ghost of Cleopatra. And the slur takes me in its ten arms, <laughs> oh, caresses I me, caresses me tenderly, as with its seven mouths, kisses me. Oh, I thought this was more of a, like, this uh, was more no, of a- No, erotic fan fiction. Oh, no, I thought this was more of an, a, a tell-all, like, mm. all the ghosts he banged. No. <laughs> Like, he's making it up, of course. Oh, yeah. But, uh, he wants to sell those books. Yeah. Uh, like... Yeah, uh, Elvis was a... <laughs> was a, uh, war of tr uh, war of, uh, what's the... The, uh, the war, war of attrition. But I got through it anyway. And I could tell you, he was a hunk of hunk of burning love. But I see why he died on the toilet. <laughs> like, I imagine, like, it's just a... Like how they had those in the 90s and the yeah. 2000s, like those... Like those, behind the music? Yeah, tell-all exposés, but, you know, he's just talking about famous ghosts he banged in an effort to sell books. <laughs> and, uh, I imagine Egon is also interviewed. Like, it, Ray had a problem. <laughs> he never found himself under control. Even Peter tried to talk him down. It's like, Ray, Ray claimed that he not only banged Catherine the Great, but the horse as well. <laughs> The ghosts of both of them, obviously. They died together. It was a threesome. Very weird threesome. Like, that didn't happen, Ray. Ray, that didn't happen. You're an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we ran out of things to talk about. I, I, it just, I, we ramped up the crazy until we came to a conclusion. That's fine. I'm uh, very, very hungry, so I'm going to grab something to eat anyway. I guess this will be it. Like Very a, short episode. Is it? Are we done? I'm done, yeah. Oh. We've reached a natural conclusion where we want to go, and I'm shaking, so... Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm back, everybody, and I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, very, very tentative steps back into the podcasting world, but uh, super stoked to be home. Mm-hmm. 
No aliens. Mm-mm. All right, I guess that'll do it. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, Tulu. That'll hold a little SOBs. <laughs>